0: Well
1: again, welcome back everyone. This is episode 35 of Murphy's Law. This is Charles Murphy hanging out as always with Charles Villanueva. We've got all kinds of crazy stuff to talk to you about this week, including some fairly major news that broke last night that has got us all up in arms. And, and I know Charles has some, uh, some interesting takes on. So we want to jump right into that with you guys at ASAP. But Charles, how are you doing over there today?
0: Good. I'm battling a bit of cough. I think I have the coronavirus, and I might die when this podcast
1: comes out. But let's do it. I'm excited to talk about Owen Wilson. Rip Charles. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the Owen the Owen Wilson information that came out last night, um, yesterday afternoon, I guess, um, I first saw it uh, broken by comicbook.com's Brandon Davis. Uh, it it is the news. Of course, if you have, if you somehow missed it, the news of course is that Owen Wilson has been cast in Loki in in a major role. There was no further indication given as to who he might be playing, but just that it would be a major role. Um, I know if you, if you guys are listening to the podcast, you almost certainly follow us on Twitter and you saw my take on it. Um, I hey, just, yeah, it was like someone just kicked me in the nuts. Um, you know, the, the, th- the thing in, uh, in Endgame where Gamora goes to kick him in the nuts and she missed and he goes, you missed, but then he got them both the second time. Um, that, that's where I was with that one yesterday. <laughs> but um, certainly the, the strangest, the se- seemingly the strangest fit of any one that's ever been cast in the MCU. We we just talked about this like before we started recording. Like,
0: who is the the craziest casting in the MCU so far? And I think this this might be the one to beat. Owen Wilson, fucking Hansel, so hot right now from Zoolander. (laughs) He's gonna be in the MCU. And talked about this. I think last night or this morning. Um, who I think Owen Wilson might be and. Just thinking about like the description, he's going to have a big role, and like, who, could he, who could he be? Like, which, which kind of characters are left for, for, for Owen Wilson to play? And I honestly think that, get ready, I think he's going to be a fucking dimwitted version of Balder in an alternate universe that Loki jumps to where Thor and Loki didn't exist. Instead of having uh, the God of Thunder and the God of Mischief as kids Odin's gonna have Owen Wilson as his son, and he's gonna be like a fucking dimwit. It. It's gonna be, to me, very funny, especially if they go the 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 Taika route of keeping it super stupid, super silly. And I think that's that's who Owen Wilson is.
1: Yeah, and I and I love this take when Charles told me last night. It was the only way that I could like even push myself towards being okay with what's going on. The idea that, you know, we've, we've been, we're three Thor movies in, we've got a forthcoming, we've seen a ton of Asgard and all the associated characters in mythology, but we've never seen Balder the Brave. And the reality is, is at this point, having brought Hela in and having sort of retold the real history of Asgard, it's almost impossible for us to get the real Balder. So it's like, it's like the guys at Marvel Studios are like, man, we really blew it. We didn't have Balder. And someone's like, wait a minute here hold my beer on this one here's what we can do we can we can do an alternate take where there is no thor and since we blew it on putting in a real balder we'll just put in balder who's just like a douchebag moron and we'll let him we'll let him be part of the show so it's like we could have had Brad Pitt playing balder the brave and we'll just go with Owen Wilson and we'll just make him make him an idiot i i love it if that's the direction this goes, I'm all in.
0: Like, just thinking about it, I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, giggling. Just thinking about, you know that scene in Ragnarok where Thor returns and fucking Loki has his place dedicated to him? Like, imagine what fucking Dimwitted Baldur's doing in Asgard. He doesn't have a hammer, he doesn't have shit, he's probably just, like, laying around trying to pick up girls. He's, like, that's how, gonna, that's how it's gonna play out in my head.
1: He's playing the, the Simple Jack version of Balder, the Simple Jack from Tropic Thunder.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's talking about Owen Wilson in the MCU, I don't have a problem with it as much as you do. I mean, it's not like we have bad actors in the MCU from time to time. I mean, we if we got Kat Dennings, if we got over Kat Dennings, I think we, I think we can get over Owen Wilson, which you should do, by the way. You need, you need to get over... Owen Wilson, and accept that he's going to be a fucking fun watch when it, when this show comes out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have no choice. I, I just... I've been... I've been a little bit all over the place with Loki. Um, we've talked about it at length on here. It's not one of the projects I was looking most forward to. Um, and this, this did not do it any favors, right, for me. So I guess... I guess we'll see. We'll see what's going on, but there's um, it's it's a it's an interesting it's a bold move. We'll put it that way. It's a bold strategy, and we'll see how it plays out.
0: But that's not only the big low key news we heard. As we're, I think this show's going to tread new ground for the MCU. As the show is reportedly casting its first transgender character with Sarah, and the possibility that it could introduce the tenth realm, which I think is pretty huge, uh, which is heaven. Uh, it used to be like the fucking Todd McFarlane spawn property, but now it's with Marvel. And it may now show up in the MCU. Like, what do you think of this?
1: Yeah, that that is something that has been <clears throat> rumored since last summer or last fall um, when a casting call went out for a, a transgender actress to come in and play a role. I think it was like codenamed Jessica, or I think is what it was. And so I know at the time a lot of people said, oh, that's... That's going to be Sarah. They're bringing Sarah into, into the MCU. I, I mean, I read tons of speculation pieces about that. Um, and then this week, the, the guys at the Illuminati, who are just now kind of getting their sight up and running, they came out swinging, right? They had a bunch of different things over the past, uh, I guess, 7 to 10 days. And this one this one was a big deal. They seemed to have gotten additional confirmation um, that not just there was going to be a, a transgender role in Loki, but that it was a major role in the series and that it the, the role is Sarah. That was what their reports uh, seemed to indicate. So I think if that's if that's the case, this is going to be a totally different show than what I had it, it envisioned in my mind. Because like you said, the assumption is if Sarah is in it and in a major role, then it's probably going to introduce the heaven, the 10th realm, which is not something that I guess I had had it lined up to do i guess i was up for some more like time travel universe jumping hijinks i didn't really plan on spending any more time necessarily digging digging deep into some of these cool other alleyways of mythology of uh of thor so like i didn't think we'd get another realm i didn't think we'd carve that path but if this is where we're going and 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 what it's going to be that's interesting
0: yeah as far as the 10th realm goes like it came out like just like three years ago, when did Marvel get the rights to Angela fairly recently? And I haven't actually read any comic with, with Angela in it. So I, I can't really say much to it, but it's pretty exciting that, yeah, the, the transgender stuff, it's cool that we're getting that. Have you heard anything about who, who, who they're trying to court for the role?
1: Yeah. So this is, this is something that's interesting. Um, um, because I can't necessarily 100% connect the two together, but I know that Angelica Ross was up for a role in Loki. um, And now, like when this news comes out that this transgender actress role for Sarah is in Loki, you know, you can kind of connect the dots there and put two and two together that Angelica Ross probably read for this role. And um, she, from what I've been able to see on her Instagram, Cause now for the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of digging around trying to see if there's any, anything to it. Um, she's been working out hard. Like she's got a got a trainer and she's on like a hardcore routine. So I don't know if, the, if she got the role, I don't know um, what to, what to think. And in fact, I actually emailed her agent earlier this week um, to, to try to get some information there and got no commented. So that, that you guys take that one how you will. I have no way to prove or disprove that she's in it. Only that she read for a role, and that now we know that there is a major transgender role in Loki. So that's that's something to keep an eye on. That's pretty interesting, and I, I have been waiting to find out you know that she's in Atlanta or anything um, to to kind of to go out and see what we've got. But that's what I can tell you for now.
0: Yeah, like speaking of major roles, like this show is going to shape up to be really something really interesting. Because, you know, you got fucking Owen Wilson and now you got Sarah and obviously with Sarah, her being like a part of the Angels of Heaven, it makes you wonder, are they going to introduce? Like, is Angela going to be in the show as another alternate reality kid where the Tenth Realm exists in another fucking timeline? Where in the MCU MCU timeline, it's not there, but in another dimension it exists. I wonder if they're going to do that because we've had... I I think the stepbrother, adopted brother, half sister thing, it, in the Thor stories. I think it's 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 gonna get played out soon, especially with Hela. Like how many fucking kids can Odin have exactly, unless they're gonna keep it in another timeline or dimension. Like it, it's very confusing for me. It's exciting at
1: the least to have Sarah in this show as a in a major role. So, what well, I think what you said is interesting is the idea of how if you are going to introduce heaven you'd have to give it a little bit of an alternate take than it was than the way it was done in the comics because between all the different things that they've already done with thor and, and really including most recently the stuff they did with hella i just don't think the the way that they introduced it in the comics would work in the mcu so having it, having it be part of a different reality a different universe a different timeline or whatever is probably the the only safe bet here because if you try it just the same way we talked about it wouldn't make a whole bunch of sense with balder if you try to cram in yet another illegitimate kid of odin into the mcu you're just retreading some Some common, some already beat up ground there. The last
0: thing you want is for this show to sort of, again, like follow the same beats, follow the same fucking arc where Loki goes. Uh, The good thing is they have sort of a clean slate in in terms of like exploring the the other timelines, the other universes, the other realities, so they have that. Anyway, moving on to another Disney Plus show. Paul Bettany was teasing something about division, about something coming out soon that would appease the fans' appetite for it. When do you think could this tease debut? Well,
1: and I don't know how much of a tease he thinks we're going to get, and especially when they're still filming. Um, I know some people thought CinemaCon, which is coming up uh, not too far down the road, but CinemaCon is usually kind of for movies. Um, <laughs> so... So the thing the thing that jumps to mind is obviously the Super Bowl is is um, well, as we're recording this, the Super Bowl is going to be tomorrow. By the time you guys have heard this, the Super Bowl probably already be over. Um, But the Super Bowl is probably a spot where you could have a 30 second. Here's what's coming on Disney Plus in 2020 and and give some footage from WandaVision. Um, And it's possible, though I have no reason to believe this. That that thirty second Super Bowl thing could turn into a little bit longer trailer online. You know they've done that in the past where they say like, hey, here's thirty seconds, but you go online and you've got a full two minutes of stuff, right? So maybe they'll have something packaged like that for tomorrow night that can give you, um, hey, Disney Plus has these huge series coming out in 2020. Here's here's thirty seconds about each instead of thirty seconds where we only talk about all the series. So you know something like that could come up. Um, I know that. I know that there have been, um, you know, they're, they're starting to switch gears. They're kind of getting close, closer to the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier and closer to the end of WandaVision. So there's been enough time that they could get some footage together, I, I think, if that's what they wanted to do.
0: Where does the Super Bowl air? Does it air on a Disney-owned platform?
1: I don't even know what it's on. This year, it's usually I think it, I think maybe CBS, but I don't think it's on a. Di- I don't know. I actually have no idea. I usually just turn it on and have to dig around right when it comes on. But it's I mean it, I don't think so. But it's not, it never seems to stop them. They seem to put plenty of money into the ads anyway.
0: If the Super Bowl airs on ESPN, which is owned by Disney,
1: which yeah. is one
0: of the one of the the networks bundled into the Disney Plus um, package, then it, it makes it'll make sense for me for them to. Actually, tease some TV shows or the streaming service and the Super Bowl, but I don't know. I if you like Super Bowl tomorrow, is gonna be it's gonna be reserved for Black Widow because I don't think like I still I'm still not feeling the full marketing push for that movie, even though we've got two two trailers trailers by now. So I wouldn't hedge my bets on one division coming out, one division trailer coming out tomorrow. Especially it's it's so way later in the year. Like if anything, I feel like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they they've got a better chance of getting like a first look tomorrow, tomorrow night. But even then, it's like well, like my, seven months from now, if it's if it's really debuting in this August, so could be anything tomorrow night.
1: And I know people are are um, slowly but surely getting really into um, all this stuff going on on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And finding out all these extra characters that are involved and, and kind of like, oh, they're going to Madripoor. Oh, there's there's this guy in here. There's this guy in here. And it's really like we still have a bunch of actors that were added. We don't know who they're playing. And so people, I think, are starting to realize that these stories are are a big deal and they're going to and they're going to mean a lot. And I think so. People are getting excited about it. So the the people having anticipation and being eager to see something, it makes sense. And I, I guess. Um, and I said I don't know what to expect because, like we said with the Mandalorian, we got almost nothing. Uh, you know, before we actually saw it, we saw a couple of trailers. Didn't really show a whole lot. Showed the dude walking in his armor. So I I don't know if we should expect a whole bunch or not. But uh, Betnay seem you know Betney seemed to think we would get something sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, speaking of characters that they keep adding, you put up a pretty interesting theory like a couple of days ago about Falcon and the Winter Soldier and a possible reference to. They say you're Bradley, the the Black Captain America. Can you elaborate on that?
1: Yeah, that was something. Um, so, I I regularly have like a, I have a a good dozen places I normally check all the time just to see if anything comes up. And one of the other people who I've been working with closely um, since we've since I started Murphy's Multiverse, you guys follow the Falcon Winter Soldier updates on Twitter. Um, she, she kind of has that same schedule, same routine, same set of habits. So she sent to me, she said, Hey, look at this. It's an IMDB. And she goes, I don't know who that is. And so I was like, man, who is that? I know that name, that name, right? So I had to Google it. And I was like, damn, there it is. That, so the, I don't remember the actor's name. Um, but there's an actor who's been cast in Falcon and the Winter Soldier as, as a doctor. And the, the doctor that he's been cast as is, uh, the doctor who, recreated the super, uh, super soldier serum after Steve Rogers experiment and experimented on a bunch of African American soldiers, like 300 plus. Um, and eventually Isaiah Bradley came from that, that, uh, group of 300 and was the only one to survive and became, uh, known as the black captain America. And so this guy's inclusion in, in a series that, I already feel is going to be very, very heavily influenced by the idea of the legacy of Steve Rogers, the legacy of a super soldier, um, and what does it really mean to be Captain America. I I don't know if it's coincidental, but it seems like a big deal. Like if, If you're going to specifically name this doctor the same name as the doctor who is responsible for Isaiah Bradley becoming Captain America, I kind of feel like they might be adding Isaiah Bradley. And the, the thing that's exciting about that for a lot of people is if they had Isaiah Bradley um, people who are fans of the young Avengers know that Isaiah Bradley's grandson, Elijah Bradley uh, was the Patriot who is one of the founding members of the young Avengers. So, uh, you know, there's some, there's a lot of dots there to connect a lot of railroad tracks to put together. Um, but I feel like if you're not going that route and you just want some doctor who just happens to recreate the super soldier serum in the, you know, down in the 20, in the, 2020s. Why would you name him the same name as the guy who is directly tied to Isaiah Bradley? Well,
0: you, you pretty much summed it up in like the importance of having this character and the importance of tackling the Super Soldier legacy, especially in the show when you're gonna see it through the eyes of Sam Wilson. Like it'll be interesting to see what well, what if Sam finds out? Yeah, there was a Black Captain America before him, but no one, nobody ever heard of, and like he was like forgotten by history. It's gonna be interesting how he tackles that. Um, and yeah, as, as a Young Avengers fan, it's always any, Anytime you see like a seed that could possibly lead into the Young Avengers, it's very exciting. We got the Patriots sort of in Agents of Shield, but not really like the shitty version of Patriot. It's not even the Patriot the Patriot we, we want. But if we're getting it here, I'm excited. At some point in this show, we're gonna get like flashbacks. I don't think like should I Bradley be part of the show. And this doctor, like, as a as a super soldier scientist, I don't think we're going to get it in present day. I think we're going to get, like, some flashbacks to the, I guess, 50s or maybe even, like, 40s right after Steve Rogers became Captain America. I think we're going to jump through that, and we're going to see, like, some shit that happened behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, and I think something that I think is interesting, and I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not, but you, you told me um, that you think at some point Sam is going to actually give up the shield that that we know that that shield that um, That John Walker was holding on the steps and when we saw those those Captain America Wyatt Russell Captain America photos with Sam's and we talked about how Sam is going to have this struggle with with being Captain America and should he be and is it the right thing for him to do and I think you know it would be it would be something that would resonate and be powerful if the person that convinces Sam that he should go out and, and truly become Captain America is Isaiah Bradley. I think that would be that would be killer. I would love to see that conversation. So when I was thinking about you telling me that the other day, and I was thinking about how all that might come together and what a powerful scene that would be for Sam to have Isaiah Bradley reveal to him, find out who he was, and then tell him, go take your shield back.
0: I mean, I just got chills when you just mentioned that. Like, that's the fucking push Sam needs to... To wield the shield, I can also see like sort of like a vice versa thing. Like when Sam sees that there was a Captain America, a Black Captain America that everyone forgot, I could see him feeling guilty about should he be the one to reap the benefits of having that shield. When there's a when there's a guy here who was totally forgotten, he never got his due. Like should I have this? Should I give it to him? And maybe I, I could see like a scenario where the government uses like Isaiah Bradley to guilt. Sam wasn't into giving back the shield, something like that. I wouldn't put it behind the U.S. government to put some shady shit like that.
1: Yeah, and I I don't know that if they even... There's been arguments over the rights to Isaiah Bradley and all this kind of stuff. I'm not sure. I, don't, I can't follow enough of all that stuff. I can't follow everything. I don't know if they own the rights. I feel like, I think wasn't Elijah just back in the comics again recently? I, I don't know. So I'm not sure where all that goes, and I don't want to get into that whole road. I just feel like in this show, with everything that's going on and with the legacy of Cap clearly being explored, Isaiah Bradley fits. um, It's also, you know, the the idea of him and Sam forming some relationship. You know, because Steve's gone now. And in the comics, Steve and Elijah tried to have some sort of relationship. Elijah was kind of, he was old. The serum had, had chipped away at his mind. He wasn't himself all the time. But Steve, he knew Steve and Steve knew him and they had a relationship and it would just be really cool for me to see that that relationship be, be one that Sam had. Um, so, you know, I'm hopeful. But again, those connecting the imaginary dots pieces are what they are. They're not they're not rumor or they're not even they're kind of not even rumors. Right. They're just us guessing or me guessing at the pieces that we can find and saying, like, this would be a cool way they fit together.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a cool idea. Also, a cool idea is the possibility of having Brother Voodoo and Clea and the <laughs> Doctor Strange. Which we got like a, like a bunch of casting reports for them. Clea, Brother Voodoo, they're being eyed to looking for talent for them. And yeah, what do you think? What do you think about uh, the inclusion of the, the brother of Daniel Drum, Jericho Drum? What do you think?
1: I'm more excited for Clea because I think she's the, to me, like if, if you made me sit down and make a list, of every character and who do I think the most important characters are. Um, like, you know, I could do one for Cap and Thor and Hulk for Dr. Strange. I would probably put Clea. I might put her above everybody else in Dr. Strange as far as like the, the, the time that I read Dr. Strange comics and the idea that I have of who he was. Um, so I'm thrilled that, that if this is Clea, because that man, that casting description was pretty light, right? It was like female. <laughs> that was the casting description, um, but a, le- a leading lady who could be a, a contemporary to Steven. So I, I mean, I do think it's I do think it's clear. Um, I think that's a huge thing. I think that's you know such a such an important part of who he was and who he became in the comics. And they they always go back and revisit that time. But separately, Brother Voodoo is a badass character. Uh, if you guys aren't super familiar with him, there was a time when Bendis was writing that brother was writing Avengers and new Avengers and mighty Avengers and all the Avengers um, that voodoo stepped up and became the Sorcerer Supreme of earth. And, and has done some really cool stuff. And it, it's just, you know, it opens another corridor to another part of the universe where some other cool stuff can happen. And my, my sense is if you get brother voodoo and Dr. Strange two, you're, you're probably going to see him in moon Knight. You're probably going to see him in blade. You're probably going to see him, hop around some of these different uh, supernatural sort of monster sci-fi, horror um, properties. And I think it's cool. I'm, I am I'm excited for both of those characters.
0: I'm, I'm super on board for the idea of, like, I'm thinking about the third Doctor Strange movie where he inadvertently ha- has to hang up the Sorcerer Supreme Mantle and who better than to pass it on to Brother Budo. Like I want to see that kind of story where, you know, Strange is forced to leave like his life as a sorcerer um as for Clea, yeah, I don't know much about the character. Like I only know like she's like a like a love interest, is that correct? She was a love interest at one point.
1: I think it's I think more than just a love interest uh because I think there's other other ladies who have gone through Doctor Strange's life. I think he she's the one that he that's like his soulmate, right? That's the one that he should be with that he should have paired with. The one who taught him all the lessons that he needed to learn and and um, was like a partner, like a true, true partner to him, and everything.
0: Yeah, so I'm just, I'm just wondering what's gonna happen to Rachel McAdams after this. Like, Christine Palmer has a very small, like when you look at the the, the, the grand scheme of things with Doctor Strange's life, what he has to do on a daily basis, like, not to like shit on the character, but it feels like Christine Palmer is like at the bottom of that list where where she has to be part of his life. So I don't know. Rachel McAdams is a good, good great actress and I'd hate for her, like to to get like the short end of the stick where she she's like in the movie for one line. But if it means like like getting being like exploring the the depths the depths of, depth of the Doctor Strange mythology, I think lay like, is She's the she's the perfect vehicle for it.
1: Yeah, I think I think her inclusion in this is had to happen at some point. Um this is as good a time as any. I mean you you've people have really gotten into Doctor Strange more so um I think than they did after his solo film. I think like his his work Cumberbatch's work in Infinity War made people really get into him. Um he was all right, in the five seconds we saw him on screen in game, but I think people really are looking forward to this sequel, and I think it's the perfect time to bring someone like this in. Like, she's, she's going to provide, um, like, obviously you expect him to come and be together, but she's going to challenge him. She's going to provide him with a, a peer um, and someone who almost that, honestly, like, over overshadows or supersedes him. Um, and she, you know, her connection to Dormammu is going to be interesting to see if they follow that or if they change that. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. I, I am excited to see how this goes. I know it, uh, Roger Wardell had, had tweeted that out last year that we should expect to see Voodoo and Clea. Um, and I think that that, I think that that script has changed. We talked about that last week. I think that that script has changed since since then, and I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen, but. Yeah, we've got we've got some really cool things to look forward to here in in Doctor Strange 2.
0: Like thinking about the characters that that are rumored to like like cameo. Like we know Scarlet Witch is gonna be here. We might get Mordo. I, I, Mordo seems very likely.
1: He's we back. Get, He's sure back.
0: Okay, we're we're getting Mordo. We're getting. We might get um, Miss America, America Chavez. And now these two. So, like, also you got Nightmare here. So, if you have Clea, then you gotta have Dormammu at least. Or, like, a, like a maybe a cameo. You've got, like, seven characters. Seven main characters. Like, I, I don't know how this this movie's gonna juggle, like, uh, all those characters, all those stories. But maybe this is why Scott direction
1: left. I'm sure that it got to be something that he didn't think it was going to be like, I feel like that's for sure. Um, and what's, what else is interesting is I can, I can tell everybody this, I think pretty freely. Um, and it doesn't mean that this is a 100% guarantee, but as we start to hear about all these new characters that are coming in the doctor strange and as these like, um, sort of casting things circulate and make their way through, through the world, there is no additional villain listed as, as being cast for this film Mm -hmm. um so when you see these things it's like they're strange there's wanda there's wong there's morto there's hispanic female teen there's the lead the lead female role there's voodoo there isn't on anywhere on there a call for a new villain to come into play so either they a have already like sometimes this happens they just reach out and grab someone for a role B, the villain is already pre-existing, so it could be someone like Mordo, or someone coming over from another property. Or C, the villain is Mordo, or the villain is Scarlet Witch?
0: Yo, just you breaking that down makes me like wonder like what the fuck's going to happen. You're like, it's like, maybe Scarlet Witch is the villain, because she fucking breaks the multiverse in fucking WandaVision. Maybe that's what happened. so yeah, it's very, very interesting. But moving on, you also dropped something pretty interesting for Shang-Chi regarding the MI6 characters. Can you elaborate on that?
1: Yeah, I was excited about this. Um, Really excited about this because I've been following Shang-Chi forever. Like way back in the summer even, I think it was like June or July, I heard that these guys were going to be in there. So these guys being uh, Liko Wu, who was Shang-Chi's main flame in the comics for a long time, and then Clive Reston and Black Jack Tar who are uh, two British white dudes who were part of MI6 and went on a lot of Shang's adventures with him, right? Like they were, they were um, always out getting in trouble, kicking ass, all doing all this crazy stuff. Clive Reston is like a little bit older dude. Uh, in the comics, they, they make mention that he is, he is related to both Sherlock Holmes and James Bond, right? So he's, he's just this crazy, crazy character. Um, so, so skilled, like the super spy of, of the time. And then you get black Jack tar, who's definitely more gonna, gonna handle it with his fist than with his mind. Um, and they're just part of, they're both literally caricatures when you look at the way they were drawn and written. And they're just part of like that weird pulpy feel that Shang-Chi had. Um, so to find confirmation that for sure they're in the movie, um, to get their backstory a little bit, which was kind of cool. And to find out what they're who they're looking for age range wise, I was excited. Um, and, and it seems like they've definitely if they if they go with what, how these are described, they've definitely played with with the trajectory of this a little bit. It seems like Shang-Chi was an MI6 and left. And so he has pre-existing relationships with all of these people. And then they're going to kind of stumble back into his life somehow. So. Um, an interesting thing but something like not not a huge prop not a huge uh, deal in that property to have these three characters I think everyone that knows anything about Shang Chi expected them to show up but it was cool to to get official confirmation that it was coming yeah the thing about this that excites me the most is that we're finally gonna get like the
0: perspective of a a foreign security government apparatus like that's not fucking shield the CIA FBI we're finally Finally seeing, like, for the vantage point of the of MI6, which is from, from uh, England. So I'm very interested in seeing what dynamic Shang-Chi has with his old crew. Like, um, I didn't, I didn't see the age they were casting. What, what, what were they looking for? Someone close to Simu Liu's age?
1: Uh, Liko's, yeah, pretty much the same age. Reston is quite a bit older. Reston's, like, in, I think it was mid-40s to mid-50s. And then Black Jack Tar was like thirty to forty.
0: Yeah. So basically, his uh, like a uh, they are his contemporaries, and I want to see what that's like. I'm I'm sure Shang Chi's mission and whatever Mandarin quest he's up to, it's gonna tie into to what the MI6 wants. Well, maybe the MI6 wants to wants Shang Chi to take down the Mandarin. Maybe somehow the the the, the thought converges in like a. In that kind of
1: way but yeah that was a good scoop yeah i i'm i'm pumped to, to see what it comes out to be it's hard to believe like shang chi's not only been filming but it's been in public on multiple occasions and no one gives a shit o- over in australia it doesn't give a shit enough to take a picture and post it online really it, it filmed in know. centennial park like two weeks ago and for for multiple days it filmed out in the open in centennial park and nobody cared enough to Snap a picture and post it.
0: Oh, that's crazy. Well, for, for, for you Australian fans that are listening to this, do a better job of fucking getting us those photos because Send we want to see. The pictures. Yeah, we, 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 we want to see fucking Seymour Liu in his maybe red, iconic red and black jumpsuit. We, we want to see that. But yeah. Oh, I got it.
1: Dropped,
0: we also dropped another scoop in addition to this Shang-Chi one. What's well, not a scoop? It's just something you heard about Emily Blunt, particularly meeting with Kevin Feige.
1: Yeah, and so that's one. I think I told you about it a long time ago, and I've, I've known about it for a significant amount of time. I was happy to just let it go away as a thing that um, I knew and didn't really matter because she kept not finding any roles that she was going to take. But what got me to decide to share it was actually reading the Clea role, looking at the age range they wanted for Clea, and, and knowing that they really wanted someone who could not just be and share a scene with Benedict Cumberbatch, but someone who could steal the scene with Benedict Cumberbatch, someone who who could who could stand right there next to him and be just a bat, just as big of a badass as he can be, and you know, so it I, it occurred to me that hey, maybe that role, um, that that blunt, read for maybe that was it, and I have no idea. I just know that when she was filming Jungle Cruise, that some Marvel Studios people came, flew in, sat down, met with her about Marvel Studios stuff. It might have said They might have said, hey, give us a list of things you'd be interested in doing. Is there any character that you'd want to play? Or they might have said, hey, we have these three, four, five, six, seven characters upcoming. Would you be interested in being any of them? I, I don't know that because, unfortunately, the people who sat down at the meeting with her didn't give me a phone call and tell me what their agenda was. But it, it, <laughs> I wish it occurred to me that she'd be a pretty kick-ass Clea.
0: For anyone who doesn't know, Emily Blunt was up for for Black Widow before Scarlett Johansson got it. I mean, that was the role she passed on in 2010. She fucking had to do like some shit like Gulliver's Travels with Jack Black mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of playing Black Widow, which I think is a a missed opportunity. But I don't know for someone of Emily Blunt's stature. I, I would love to see her in a more marquee role than Clea. I want some. I want a movie where she could lead it. I mean, people want her to be Sue Storm, which I guess it's it's, it's okay. But I just want her to be like a main big character that can pop up in multiple movies, not just one. That's what I want for Emily Blunt. You know, as far
1: as the Sue Storm uh, fan casting goes, I think it's funny because the only reason she gets brought up for it is because her husband was. Um, somebody photoshopped John Krasinski into a, into Reed Richards, right? Okay. That's, that's why Emily Blunt gets brought up. And I, I know that um, a lot of people have, have their take of the fantastic four in their head. Um, to me, Emily Blunt would be a great Sue Storm and it has nothing to do with John Krasinski. The, to me, when I think about the fantastic four, especially um, over the past, I'd say 25 years, I feel like Sue's the most important part of the team. Um, I feel like without Sue, they just fall to shit. And so I think that when you th- are going to put together this team, I feel like your strongest piece should be the actress who plays Sue.
0: Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Without Sue, you, you got shit. And yeah, I mean, in terms of the fan cast, the John Krasinski, Emily Blunt fan cast, I would much rather, ha- rather have um, Emily Blunt than John Krasinski in that, in that package. Like, if they could fucking get Emily Blunt and someone else to, to be Mr. Fantastic, I'd be very happy. Because I don't want John Krasinski to be Mr. Fantastic. I think he's too... Um, like, I, I think he's too grizzly. For me, it'll be, it'll be like Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Like, it's a cool take for the DC Snyder universe, but for the MCU, I think it's too, it's too gritty. So, yes to Emily Blunt as two
1: I mean, I'm on board with that, and I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the same boat. Like, I'm not huge into this Krasinski as, as Reed Richards thing. I can go without it. And, and the only thing I don't know, like a lot of people are really big on that. I have no idea if that's the age they're going to go with a Fantastic Four or if we're going to see them when they're young. Uh, not that you can't cast Emily Blunt. And also, uh, God, they're so good with touching up everything now make her be 18 years old or 25 years old or whatever she needs to be for some portion of the movie, but I don't know what their plans are and how long they, they want these guys around. So they might be casting a 22 year old for Sue storm when the time comes. I don't know. I think right. Emily Blunt's 36, maybe. So mm-hmm. certainly very, very young, but you know, depends how long they want. They want these guys to be big players, which I would imagine in the fantastic four case would be for quite some time.
0: Yeah, so I think that wraps it up for the Marvel stuff. We've, uh... We have in the in our show notes, but you also dropped something that isn't necessarily Marvel related. I think you dropped it this morning, which uh, has to do with Stranger Things. So you could probably expect to get pestered by a bunch of kids in the next few hours. So
1: yeah, I can't wait to find out how many exactly. of them want to be cast as this new character. Um, so yeah, Stranger Things is one of those properties. Like I think I feel like everybody's watched it, or uh, certainly everybody knows what it is. My kids are big fans of it um, when and when the last season ended and, and it kind of looked like we knew where we were headed. Um, I know that my my oldest was getting all her her news from social media that season four was the end and it was over after season four. And then a couple months later, it was like, "Ooh, is it season four, or season five? The Duffer brothers said they would be interested in a season five. Um, and so I, I never heard one way or the other. Uh, what what the definitive end was and that the more I searched the more I found out that nobody knew so when I came across this tidbit the other day that they have uh, that, that into stranger things are introducing a new character who's like codenamed ash um, who's like a, a series regular and apparently like a very key character because they're keeping all the descriptions and everything under wraps to all the different agents they talk to um, basically they say like he's got to be tall and he's got to be American. He can be any ethnicity. He's got it basically tall and skinny, is what it basically says. And in the in the mid-20s, but there's no details about what his role is going to be. But the interesting thing that came out from these discussions was that he is agreeing in that whoever this actor is is agreeing to a two-year deal. Um, and that's not like the standard two-year deal that all these people were talking about with Loki. His his character has a two season arc guaranteed. So here it looks like we're definitely going to get a season five of stranger things and it does sound like that's going to be the last season
0: that's someone who bailed on stranger things after the first season i don't give a fuck so i'm like <laughs> the wrong person to chime in <laughs> i really give a fuck like i just found out that i guess spoiler alert this david harbour dying to me like he, he dies right
1: from he what dies, i heard then he's not dead
0: yeah, from what I gathered from the memes that everyone posted, like I was like, "Oh, he died." Okay, I don't give a fuck. But yeah, it's it's not for me. It's not my show. But good luck on handling all those fucking messages from kids asking you to be cast in this show.
1: Um, yeah, it's those things that like we talked about the other day. It's it's cute to an extent, um, but man, I feel bad for them that nobody's telling them. <laughs> I'm not the casting director. To,
0: to wrap it up, the, the first reactions to Birds of Prey came out a couple of days ago. Lots of praise directed at it. Um, people are saying it's like a, it's like a mix between Deadpool and John Wick in terms of quality of action and how fun it is. Um, it's it's coming out in the Philippines here. Um, I think on Wednesday, so definitely catching that. Um, do these reactions excite you?
1: I know that's not what you said, but when you said it. Like you said, a mix between Deadpool and John Wick. My brain put it on a spectrum where Deadpool is on one end and John Wick's way on the other. And I felt like I hoped it's way more John Wick than it is Deadpool. Um, but I, I think when they're talking about Deadpool, I assume they're referencing like, the humor and, the, and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I, You know, this one I think I'm probably going to end up going to see in theaters. I know that we, everyone knows I didn't go see Joker in theaters and I finally watched it a little while ago. Um, here's why. Like, I really, really like Margot Robbie. I think she's funny. I think she's pretty brilliant actress. Um, I liked, out, out of all the stuff that happened in Suicide Squad, she was the only thing I actually liked. I, I don't know, because I, I, am, I like my comic book movies to be comic booky. we talked about this. I'm a little leery of the fact that they're not wearing actual costumes or looking like they belong in a comic book. And I'm a little yeah. leery about what they're doing with, with Orphan. Um, or with Cassandra Kane. so I, you know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think we're gonna go see it. I think my oldest wants to go see it. Um, and I think we have we have uh, a little bit of time next weekend. We're probably gonna go check it out.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm on board in it, with it because for the longest time we've been sort of shitting on it, but yeah, the reactions are very promising. So can't wait to see it.
1: <laughs> and I talked to I talked to somebody who saw the premiere over in in London this week. Um. And he was fairly positive about it and, and, and said like, well, it was for him. It was he said it was something better than what he thought he was going to get. He had he had seen the trailers um, and just like we had, but he wasn't sure from what he saw in the trailers that he was going to enjoy it. But he said it was quite a bit better than what he was expecting. So, yeah, I'll give it a shot And like I said, for nothing else, just to to go get more of, of Margot as as Harley. I think she's great as Harley Quinn. I, I think she really does a nice job of that kind of over the top direction that she needs to take to be that character all right that does it for us episode 35 of murphy's law is in the can and uh we we hope that you guys enjoy it by the time you listen to it the super bowl will be over and we'll have all these ads and crazy things that we can probably talk about next week at this point i'm sure we'll get all kinds of interesting stuff during the super bowl um maybe we get some black widow stuff maybe we get um some other disney stuff i don't know that anything else that we know is coming up but we will keep our eye on that for you guys and we'll talk to you soon so this is charles murphy signing off you can find me on twitter at underscore charles murphy you can find me
0: on twitter at cfs
1: talk to you guys again soon